Hello everybody, I hope you're doing great as usual. I wanted to make this video to share some of my reflections at the end of the year because I feel that most of us grew up in a culture that celebrates these um, holidays, the coming of the new year, and there's usually a sort of feeling, a spirit, of transformation, of change that is coming with the next year. And so we talk about what this year brought and what the next one is going to bring. And it's inspiring for a lot of people. And that inspiration is something that is collective. And somehow, unless we're totally disconnected from everybody, you can feel it in people. And so we can piggyback on that feeling, which is a great feeling for most people um, and talk about the things that we're interested in this path we talk about the transformation that is happening in consciousness all around the world and so my first reflection obviously has to do with this because in terms of the law of one we understand that we're entering a new density of consciousness which is the density of love and understanding. And we are all progressing towards that. So I want to express the way this is happening because it's visible to a lot of us who have been traveling this path for a while and have been seeing a shift in consciousness. We know that the Consciousness of four density is something that is already permeating everything. And it's easy to look back and see the effects that this consciousness, this change in vibration of reality as we perceive it here on Earth has been changing the world. If we look back a hundred years ago, we can see so many changes in culture, politics, economy, and communication in general, uh, let alone the way we treat each other, it has been changing dramatically. Uh, a, a very small glimpse into history will reveal this to know how we used to behave uh, towards another, one another, and collectively as well. The transformation has been very noticeable. And I believe that it's happening exponentially. We are in this path to harmony, towards decision-making, and that decision is to finally make the choice of we're either moving towards a positive environment, which we create individually, and then it spreads out from our center of being regardless of what else is around there. It's a seed that doesn't, uh, it's not affected by anything else because it's, it's a seed of truth. The seed of truth is this recognition that we're all connected. And we are all one being. And that is the seed of truth. Light is never overwhelmed by darkness. 
there is just an absence of light. So each individual flame that we represent is shining brighter with every passing moment. And that is what this new consciousness is feeding onto those who have a free will directed to the igniting of this flame. So you can see fourth density as something that is just available for all of us, but not used by all of us. It's a resource that is there. And we can see fourth densities um, direction in us as that which is calling, calling to unity. It's the call to unity. The key to fourth density though, is what Ra has called the disciplines of the personality. And I find it very important to know what this means because they reflect a path that has been taken for thousands of years by all the mystics, which first step starts with know yourself, know who you are. And this comes in the form of what I call a teaching. You have heard me talk about this for the past couple of years because this teaching is something that it doesn't belong to anybody and yet it belongs to everybody is there for as a resource just like fourth density you can say that they're one and the same thing the teaching is showing us the uh, the reality of this consciousness, which is also called Christ consciousness. So getting in touch with the disciplines of the personality, which mean first know yourself is what's going to accelerate this process that we call evolution, spiritual evolution. And that's the entrance is the key to embarking into this journey of unifying yourself with the field of consciousness that is what's permeating here. And again, this is available only to the seeker who is decidedly wanting to know themselves as the one creator. So this is the direction in which everything is going and anybody like you who is interested in this, who has felt the call, we have all felt a different call in our lives. And this call is to seek. Seek and become one is the original desire. Just like the original sin was to 
get lost and forget. And that's what consciousness does. Because consciousness is pure. It knows nothing. But if it wants to know something, and it can only know itself, it needs to forget itself. Why? Because consciousness is not limited. And so it cannot see limitations within itself. Infinity has no numbers. And yet it contains all possible and potential numbers in itself. Awareness or consciousness has no experience of itself other than itself, which is infinite, eternal. So when it wants to have an experience and it does it all the time, it forgets itself and it forgets more and more of itself to refine its awareness to the most minute things. And here we are. Here it is. Expressing itself as you, me, earth, stars, animals, dust, air, Knowing yourself brings you to that point, brings you to the recognition that that infinity is what we're seeking. The recognition that I am that infinity, I am that awareness. This is not some esoteric teaching. It's not a complicated one either. It's a simple, basic, empirical recognition of an investigation of the self. It only takes one, one single direction of seeking. So the next step that comes out of the disciplines of the personality is to accept yourself. Well, accepting yourself is not just a mantra or some command that we activate in us. Just accept yourself. I'm, going, I'm accepting myself right now. If you first know yourself, to be this infinite awareness, then what are, what are the implications of accepting that as your identity? What does that mean? And to all of us, this is obviously completely different for one main reason. And it is that each and every one of us is looking at reality through the lenses of perception, which naturally separate things, discern. In its root, discern means to sift into. 
slashing reality into two. And so, because we have been seeing reality from this lens and knowing only perception and not pure awareness, we have created a belief based on this separation, which we call the separate self. I, the subject, experience an object called the universe. And so the implication of knowing yourself now to be that one infinity, it's a fantastic game that we play of collapsing all the separations that exist in our minds, beliefs of separation. It's a way to reconcile every single division that exists in the universe. That is acceptance. Acceptance has a huge role to play in healing because that's what healing is about. And acceptance is the opposite of resistance, which we find ourselves commonly doing with our reality, with our lives. We accept only certain things, that's conditioned love, and we reject others, we resist others. When you become the acceptance of who you are, accept yourself, then there's no possible resistance. There's just pure acceptance. I am this, why am I afraid? Why do I want to do things differently? Why do I want to shape this reality? Why do I want to change it? It comes beautiful. That's unconditional love. And not surprisingly, the third step of the disciplines of the personality is to become the creator. Well, Becoming the creator is not something that you do, is what you are. It's just a result of this recognition. And so we can call it, the first step is the inward phase. Know yourself, go deep inside. Who do you think you are? Challenge that. Investigate that, become interested in it. You find out who you are, you can't describe it. It's impossible to describe it. Because what you know of yourself is just ephemeral phenomenal, phenomenal experience. That's not you, that's what you're experiencing. And yet when you go and look at what's looking, you find nothing. You find no thing, because all things are known by you. That's it. 
if every single thing that you know is known by you, you are the knowing aspect of it. You are that knowing. There is no knower and known. That would imply a duality there. There is only knowing. You see, there's never been a separate universe. There's always been a knowing of the universe. Change as it has, it's irrelevant. Change is the nature of manifestation. Nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Everything transforms. Everything evolves. And yet you are not that one particular changing phenomenon. That's just what's happening. There is great freedom there. Moksha, we would say in Buddhism. Liberation. And all of this is echoing, as I said, thousands of years of tradition, which have been very practical in their teaching by saying in so many different ways, just get to know who you are. Every possible mystic in history has only talked about this as the axis of divinity, spirituality. It's always knowing yourself. Don't allow the intellect to hijack this and say, well, I just know. Now I know. I know that I cannot be known. What now? <laughs> Who's asking the question? Is it you? Or is it some persona there? Fabricated by the intellect. Is it the intellect? Are you the intellect? Or is the intellect a process as well? Don't take my word for it. This is something that you have to investigate yourself. You have to find for yourself. Bliss is what emanates from this investigation, always. The knowledge of not knowing who you are, paradoxical as it sounds, is the greatest bliss. And it allows you to enjoy reality from a different level, from a dimensionless dimension. And it's only there awaiting for you to make the recognition. Those are the disciplines of the personality. Now, in practical terms, there's another topic that I was reflecting on that I believe is important for keeping in mind as we go along this path in the year to come, which is manifesting your ideal reality. This is all tied in with law of attraction, manifestation. What does it mean to manifest? And who is it that wants to manifest? 
I'm going to summarize this very briefly, because you know me, I like practical stuff, into explaining it as the first postulate, the first and only one, actually, but there are derivations out of this postulate, is that you are already living your perfect reality, but you're just not aware of it. In fact, you are aware of it sometimes when you're not aware that you are aware. <laughs> but sometimes you just um, overshadow it. So that's the first postulation here. We say this. And there is a there's truth in this. You are living the perfect reality. Now, you may not feel that way. You may say, Gabe, I don't feel it. I have A, B, C, D, and E problems. And life is treating me unfair. Well, this is the first derivation of the postulate, which is, yes, you're living the perfect reality, but you have a belief, a limiting belief, that your reality is not perfect. So what are your arguments? Because by voicing them, by voicing your arguments, can you hear them and say, oh, that's the reason why I'm not happy. You see, it's not... First of all, we need to discern truth from falsehood. The compass here is always, how do you feel? That's, just, that's the only question that should be answered. How do you feel? Well, I feel good. Great. So that is true. How do you feel when these thoughts arise? Terrible. Well, that's the compass. It's not true. Don't believe in that. That is part of the limiting belief. We generalize it as one limiting belief. But there are many. And again, as I summarize this manifestation phenomenon, there is one part which is it's perfect, and then there is a limiting belief which is uh, overlapping or overshadowing your reality. It's just nonsense in your head. And so, what we do is calibrate this compass every day, because you will see that the law of attraction, when it's taught in its different iterations, what it does is that it attacks all these limiting beliefs. It creates all sorts of uh, affirmations and visualizations and repetition. And, you know, all, all of this work is always in the spirit of eliminating limiting beliefs. They're always enhancing you. 
They're always putting you as the universe and so on. Because it's true, as we have explored already. You are that. So, what we have is just self-sabotage by believing these things. And so, that baggage that we carry from our past beliefs, beliefs in separation, belief in scarcity, all of this is really what's making my current reality a suffering a displeased situation at this point you may be asking, but I want things, and wanting those things and not having them makes me sad. There is a reality here too. Because the discernment here that you create by knowing who you are is that that which you are which you cannot define is unknown and yet it is because you are yes when you go deep inside you don't stop existing existence is alive actually there you're going to the source the heart of being that's what's manifesting everything that unknown part and so you say, I have desires. So we need to address this as personal desires and impersonal desires. The personal desires, as it is implied, they're all from the person. And a person is a limited being. A person is a belief. It's not who you are. And so we call it the separate self, the ego. Its nature is incompleteness, its lack. So all desires that come from this personal being are going to be lacking something and wanting of that constant wanting, fulfillment. That is a personal desire. And yet this recognition showed you that you are not that. So that is the first key to discern personal desire, if it comes from lack. You've heard this about um, to manifest things you have to um, desire things from abundance, not from scarcity. So how do you know when it's coming from abundance and from scarcity? We already know what, when it's coming from scarcity. It's just, it makes me feel like I need something. 
I want something because I am this pleased, I am dissatisfied with reality. I want something. It's a personal desire. It's tangible, you can feel it, you can say, yes, this is going to make me feel happy. And it never does, never has, never will. So manifesting from abundance, hmm, interesting. Abundance is what you are. When you get in touch with yourself and you see that everything that is coming out of you is the universe, first of all, and then what I want to do in this universe is also coming from there. Now, here's the, different, uh, the difference in this desire. This is an impersonal desire because you can feel it as something that it's not going to fulfill you. It's coming from fulfillment. It's coming from you, the self that wants to express something. It wants to paint. It wants to cook. It wants to help children or elder people become a nurse, uh, become a musician, become a comedian, whatever it is, that inner impulse that has nothing to do with fulfilling uh, the sense of lack, but that rather to express to the world. If you have a hard time finding this in you, it's a very, very helpful way to do it, which is to See in the world what's missing that you have. Whatever it is that is missing out there that you have, that's what you want to give. Because you already have it. You don't have to acquire it. And people need it. You know that people need it. You know it because you have it. And other people, other people don't. That is manifesting from abundance. It's getting in touch with who you are. And who you are has a purpose here. It's manifested in a way that it's contributing. It's not taken away from the universe. The universe is no longer in service of you you are in service to the universe at service to others and you are plentiful in there so let it happen the last reflection that i want to leave this video with is what i have been calling for the past couple of years the end of seeking which is a result of this recognition of these disciplines of the personality and you can see it as we all have felt this call and the desire to find something that's the spiritual path and so we admit at the beginning that we're missing something we call it spirituality, 
or the spirit or my soul because of the nature of creation there are many paths many ways to walk this path many ways to walk this seeking of who you are you may get distracted with certain activities or practices and ways to enhance your spirituality and so on all of these are gimmicks which are helpful uh, but if we want to be precise and direct we know that what we're looking for is ourselves because I am the creator I am the universe I am infinity so I'm looking for that and it so happens that echoing once again all the mystics in the past there is no need for long paths it only takes one recognition at any moment it could be 30 years from now 30 lifetimes from now or three seconds from now or whenever but it always happens now At that moment, once you have seen who you are, once you know yourself, the seeking has ended. There's nothing else to seek. Try it. Try to find more beyond you. You can't. You look outside, you can't see anything else but infinity. You look inside, you find no limitations either. You find infinity. That's the end of seeking, to know that you are that, not fat vastness, but infinity itself. Then comes to learn the implications of that. What are the implications of me being the universe? Then the path turns from seeking to exploration and all those little distractions that got you in the way to know who you were now are available for enjoying whatever it may be this is why I appreciate very much Zen Buddhism because they're not concerned with the ultimate state of being or um, specific quality that defines you as awakened if you know yourself, you know yourself. What you do with your life after that, it's up to you. There is no monastic life or uh, vows, precepts, and so on. None of that. Everybody can be awakened and live uh, any life they want. We have bodhisattvas in Zen that depict this. Those who have awakened and returned to life for the liberation of others and they are depicted as prostitutes or laymen in general just whatever that's what we do we go back to our lives and continue being a father or a friend a co-worker anything 
just be there, create that space for everybody. That was the whole purpose of seeking. It was the whole purpose of manifesting your own realities to share this peace, peace that with time starts to shine as happiness, a happiness that has no requirement, just happy for the sake of being happy because there is no alternative. All I see is bliss. And that is love. That's unconditional love. There is no requirement for this happiness. And that happiness, shared happiness is love. It's the interaction between this recognition and anything else. So, while it is the end of seeking, it's not the end of life. It's the beginning of a new exploration as the creator. That's all I got for today. Um, as always, I appreciate you listening and being part of this path, particularly in this direction, which I, I am so devoted to. And I have nothing else to say but wishing you a fantastic day and 2024 if you're listening to this after the fact uh, enjoy make the best out of this year and that's it for me stay well i'll see you in the next video